Howdy, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Texas, the show about some things Texas. And some things not. We've got another really fun episode in store for you today. Honestly, I've been looking forward to the segments we're doing all year. So this is going to be one of my favorite. It's going to be a freaking great episode. I'm excited. Tito's and Shiner. Going to be an all-nighter. Just might find her at the Whataburger line. Dance halls and women. But man, I'm wishing that I was fishing by the river tonight in Texas. But I think it's probably time for your favorite part of the podcast and our, our not favorite sponsors. not sponsors Seth who's our first not sponsor for today's episode of Texas our first not sponsor for today's episode is country music country, country music. music are you a sad boy country, country music. music or are you a happy boy country, country music. music how or- does somebody understand heartbreak and happiness on the same level and yet somehow half the country hates it Country music, the only genre of music where you can pay, you can compare a teenage girl to a bottle of beer and somehow it makes them happy. Country, country music, did you sometimes get, you want to take a road trip that matches your music. Country, country music. music, is it Texas country? Is it Southern country? Is it national country? It's literally like barbecue. There's all all these different styles, but blood chicks love it. Country, country music. music, whether you're going to Amarillo by morning or you're southbound on I-35, it's country, country music. music. Is it Charlie Crockett or Josh Abbott? We don't know. Country Country music. From rock and roll to blues and soul. It's country Country music. music. That was a good line. That was a good line. From Friday Night Lights all the way to the stages of the Grand Old Opry. Country Country music. music. Are you getting dicked down in Dallas or just hanging out on the bayou? Country Country music. music. (laughs) Do you want to get down dancing or do you want to get down dirty? Country Country music. music. Just a bunch of white people singing about farms that they've never been to. Country music. Uh, Who's our second not sponsor? Our second not sponsor for today's episode of Texas is a fine Texas institution, Whataburger. Whataburger. You want to do a line of cocaine with Co. Wetzel at 2 a.m.? Whataburger. You just want to feel good while feeling bad? Whataburger. Did you strike out at the dance hall or did you strike in? Come to the drive-thru. Whataburger. It's the best bad decision you'll ever make. Whataburger. Not the only thing getting glazed with the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich. Whataburger. Is it open? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Whataburger. Making bad decisions after midnight since 1985. Whataburger. If you don't steal the number, you didn't go. Whataburger. That's such a funny thing that we do. There's no reason it makes zero sense. We've talked about the Mount Rushmore of guests before. Mm Mm-hmm. A Mount Rushmore of guests would be the first person who stole a Whataburger. That would be absolutely. If you know anyone, who, the first person, if we can somehow find if we can that find person. The first person who stole one of the numbers or like somebody who has a giant collection. Yeah. Right? That is somebody we want to have on the show. Talk to. Whataburger. Whataburger. <laughs> All right. Super excited to dive into today's episode, today's but episode we got to do so the segments fun, first because we love doing them. We love doing these segments. What happened once upon a time in Texas history? Once upon a time. Once upon a time. In Texas history. And this is not so recent history. Okay. In December of 2020, the Four Sixes Ranch was purchased by Taylor Sheridan. <laughs> I'm so glad you're diving into this. <laughs> so the Four Sixes Ranch is obviously one of the biggest ranches in Texas. Yep. And it actually makes up, it's like three different ranches. It's three different ranches that sort of come together. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, let's see, 
everyone wondered whenever the founder died what was yeah. going to happen mm-hmm. because in her will it stated that she wanted the ranch sold but this property was list- was listed for something like 300 and whatever million, million dollars like, when it's a kind a of ridiculous yeah, amount of money yeah when it's kind of property that you can't buy it and put a resort on it. It's no. not in an area where like literally the only thing you can do on this property is raise cattle, which yeah. they have been doing since 1870. That's so fortunately, the three ranches that compromise the 666's operation, the ranch in Guthrie, Texas, which includes 142,372 acres in King County, the Dixon Creek Ranch in Carson and Hutchinson County. DC Ranch. DC Ranch with 114,455 acres and the Frisco Creek Ranch with 9,000 428 acres in Sherman <laughs> County. All of those will stay together thanks to Taylor, Taylor Sheridan and Paramount Network. Paramount Network. So basically what's happened is Taylor Sheridan, Hollywood guy, uh, actor, writer. I wonder director. how mad he would be if you called him a Hollywood guy to his face. I know, right? Probably really mad. Yeah. But at this point, he's made his entire career in Hollywood. In Hollywood. Yeah. As much as he hates it, which <laughs> seems to track. It, it tracks. <laughs> Prolific writer makes amazing television shows. Yeah, and was, movies. Was able to convince someone to mm-hmm. go in with him and purchase the four, the four six ranch in its entirety right which is such a massive endeavor this yeah. ranch is almost as big as rhode island yeah that's insane and not it's only so did big. he purchase it he he pledged to make sure that it stayed a working ranch mm-hmm. so rather than try and section it off or sell off little bits or bring on oil yeah. or whatever he decided to keep it cows yeah and i respect the hell out of that i love that it's so i mean I'm, it's also it makes me think of that scene in disaster artists with mm-hmm. james franco and dave franco when they're go they're getting equipment to make the room yeah and they're looking at renting cameras and he's like, just buy it. Well, he goes, we buy. <laughs> I just picture. Oh my God. I picture Taylor Sheridan working with the Paramount network. Right. People Cause on, he was going to make yeah. Yellowstone four sixes, Yellowstone four sixes and 1886 and 1932. Exactly. And who, kno- who knows who what knows other what shows I can't, I truly can't wait to see all the other things that Taylor Sheridan makes. It'd be really fun. But I just picture him talking to the network about yeah. locations and, and him just going, we buy. <laughs> We buy and yeah. yeah. So Taylor, um, how much is it going to cost to rent the four sixes for uh for the seasons? He's like, I got a better idea. Here's a check. Halfsies. <laughs> she wants thirty four million for it. Here's my counter. We give her a hundred million. Yeah, fifty of it's mine, fifty of it's yours. Yeah, and we Paramount sh- has a controlling interest. Has a part interest in the ranch but and, they can't uh, do anything without taylor sheridan say so <laughs> exactly it's the best thing that's yeah it's uh, I, I remember when he purchased history, it everyone. we were like dude dude hell so yeah. much tv is going to be made out there well, which is super cool it's one of those things where these ranches often get bought by giant corporations yep. and i would so much rather somebody with integrity and yep. honor purchase that yeah. Even if they never let the public onto it, mm-hmm. I would rather you uphold the institution for what it yeah. is mm-hmm. than ruin it. Exactly. Yeah, like ruin it with oil, ruin mm-hmm. a lot of, especially here in the Hill Country, a lot of what will happen is private ranches yeah. that have been working ranches for generations get bought and turned into hunting lodges. Yes. Like, and that's, that's just, it ruins that's the fine, land. But it, well, it I mean, it ruins the land. It completely changes the way that we live with the land versus, you know, at the four sixes, they've been raising cattle in a godforsaken country since the 1800s since the 1800s and so for we're, all we're the talking, crap we're talking Charles all the crap we yeah, give yeah. Taylor Sheridan sometimes and sometimes it is because we're jealous of his success oh 100% and again I, I love that he has made sure to uphold the traditions of the four sixes 
by buying it and making sure to protect the traditions. So and shout moreover, out to the we, we get to see uh, what's going on in the four sixes very soon. Yeah, exactly. Super cool. All right. What is our, who is our, what? Small. Where? Small town. I've never known how to say where? it. Which? Which? Wh- which? What? Which is our which? small town of the week? <laughs> this is one you know very well. Sterling City. Sterling City. Sterling City, everybody. Sterling City is a small town of about a thousand people. Okay. Near San Angelo, Texas. Such a fun place. Best Dairy Queen bathroom I've ever been to. It was named for W.S. Sterling, a buffalo hunter and Indian fighter. He did both, guys. <laughs> get you got, get you a man. I feel like both. the two were synonymous back then. Or, you I know, feel they like went, if you were one, you did. Yeah, they, it was sort of, you know, by, by proxy. Yeah. Like, well, if I'm going to hunt buffalo. I'm an Indian hunter by proxy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He was a buffalo fighter and an Indian hunter. And Seth gets canceled. Uh <laughs> So the land for the new town was actually donated in 1891 by a guy named R.C. Stewart. Okay. And was plotted by H.B. Tarver in February. That same year, it was designated as the seat of Sterling County. The town soon grew to 300 people. Such a big town. So big. So big. (laughs) It was a stop along the Santa Fe Railroad, which is Mm -hmm. why it was a town in the first place. Got it. Obviously, around 1910, when the railroad circumvented that city, the city, which was growing, Stop doing that. (laughs) And then World War II came along. The population dropped by about 10%. And honestly, it's just never recovered. Yeah. Well, they do have, uh, they have the Dairy Queen. They have the Dairy Queen. They have the- Which we always stop at. Always stop at. They also, we've never been there, but they have the little cafe that has the Pancake Challenge. Little Pancake Challenge Cafe, which we should do. We went there one time and they were closed. They were closed because we were going to, we were feeling big. Dude, we were feeling We did the Round Rock Donut Challenge. Clearly, we can do the Sterling City Pancake Challenge. But yeah, it's like three massive- Yeah. Pancakes, a lot of Boy Scouts do it Mm because there's a Boy Scout camp near there. So they're always like, we went to Boy Scout camp and then we did the pancake challenge. Problem is they don't make pancakes unless the Boy Scouts are in town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so Sterling City, Texas. Texas. Yeah. There's no badge for pancake eating Boy Scouts. Anyway, not, not all the small towns are going to be glamorous. Uh, Some of them are just small towns. Pretty much none of them are glamorous. That's part of what's kind of part of the thing. I've been surprised though. A lot of these small towns are like, did you know that the paperclip was invented (laughs) in Dunn County? But also half of them are like, it was a small town and it was was gonna be big but then the, the but railroad, railroad. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's small and depressing mm-hmm. running a small business is incredibly hard when you have no idea how to market it or brand it clearly small business owners small business operators across the country work so hard to make products and services that they are proud of but almost always hit a plateau in growth that's why creators collective is here to help for years we have helped businesses triple quadruple even five times their revenue by creating branding and marketing content that clarifies your brand and drives sales. So if you are at a bottleneck or at a plateau trying to grow your small business, even stay in business, make sure to visit creatorscollective.us right now. Schedule a call so we can find out what services you need, how we can work with you, and make sure that we can boost your bottom line so that you can grow as a business. Anyway, um, want to hear about our Texas Bidet of the Week? Who's our... Texas, Texas badass, badass of, of the, the week. week. Our Texas badass of the week is none other than Jesse Lincoln Driscoll. Jesse Lincoln Driscoll. Born 1824, died 1890. Jesse Lincoln Driscoll was a cattleman and builder of the Driscoll Hotel Ooh. in Austin, Texas. He was born November 4th, 1824 in White County, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And had a big Irish descendants, but in 1857, he entered the cattle business. And for three years during the Civil War, he furnished beef to the Confederate Army Uh and the Texas Rangers, you know, you know, had an interest in 
selling beef. one side of those two yeah. sides. And uh, Driscoll was paid for his efforts in Confederate dollars. And by the end of the war with no cattle That's and like no an, money in Bitcoin, right? Yeah. <laughs> That I guess Confederate dollars were the 1860s Bitcoin. Yeah. It was like, well, you know. Do you think they had like Confederate bros who they definitely up, did post dude. up at the bars? Yeah, they like, were. No, 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 great. You gotta get no, dude, Confederate you got to get Confederate. You don't understand. You need it's rebel dollars. Currency. Rebel dollars. Rebel dollars. <laughs> yeah, freaking. Yeah, they probably had a dartboard with Frederick Douglass' face on it, just like throwing at it. Like, dude, you've got to. I don't support that. I'm just saying <laughs> what it probably, probably what was happening. What it probably was. Yeah. Um, due to the fact that he was only paid in Confederate dollars. By the end of the war, he, he had no cattle and no money, so he had gone broke. He began to rebuild his herds. Oh, in the early days of the Chisholm Trail, Driscoll could be found driving cattle to northern markets with his brother-in-law, William H. Day. Driscoll was said to have been an adventurous drover and fearless ranchman, and through persistence, he became successful once again in the early southwestern cattle trade. Business fell off sharply after 1871 when permanent residents of Abilene and Kansas... Um, the destination of many trail drives became fed up with the cattle trade and the Wranglers. Cause you know that the trade sort of came with debaucherous Wranglers, mm -hmm. lone cattlemen, and then also bandits. So violence Sometimes sort of the same people followed this trade. Um, so once all that fell off in that year, Driscoll moved him and his wife and four daughters and two sons to Austin, the westernmost metropolis in the state at the time, which is crazy to think. He also continued on in the cattle trade, establishing ranches, ranches in South Texas, Kansas, and the Dakota territories. In 1885, he purchased a site for his future hotel, an entire city block for $7,500. The Driscoll Hotel opened in on December 20th, 1886. For many years, it served as a social and political center in Texas society. The Driscoll family lost their fortune in 1888 when a late spring froze on the northern plains and killed 3,000 cattle. What it's not saying here is he also gambled away the deed to the Driscoll Hotel in a poker game. Mm -hmm. Just not mentioning that not on his website, yeah. but I checked. Weird. That's what happened. <laughs> um, payments on the hotel could not be met due to his gambling issues, and Driscoll was forced to sell to S.E. Mickelhenny. Driscoll died, some said, meaning most said, a broken man on May 3rd, 1890 of a stroke. Wow. Yeah, so whew. that sounds like a wild life, right? Yeah. But then I think that was probably most people's life on a scale. Okay. Yeah, of course, he made a lot of money and lost a lot of money. But I feel like in the 1800s, that was sort of the normal, like, you make money, you lose money, you drink, you die. That was sort I, I of the life. back and forth a little bit because it, we hear about all these people that did these things. Yeah. And it seems, from our perspective, or at least mine, mm -hmm. easier to get into these businesses. Yeah. It seemed a lot easier to just like- There was well, definitely less paperwork. There was less paperwork. Yeah. Obviously, you needed some startup cash, but I remember yeah. reading Benjamin Franklin's biography, and pretty much every single chapter, whenever he gets to a new place, mm -hmm. starts with the, the sentence, I went to the bank to get a line of credit. Yeah. Basically, every time Franklin went somewhere, he was like, yo, cash me up. Let's get let's, let's get a go. business going. Well, even in like, you know, dollar, it's, dollar bill. it's not a real story, but in Tombstone, they go to a new town mm -hmm. and the whole goal is let's start a business. Let's start a business. And within a day, they, they have, have a, a bar like setting up Texas LLC took two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> And that's an easy process. And that's, yeah, that was easy. Less. Shouts yeah. out LegalZoom, uh, sponsor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was so easy to just be like, I'm going to buy cattle and now I'm a businessman. And now I have cows and I'm going to hire you. And you I guess what we're not saying here is if you were a woman, you couldn't read, write, or have a business. So maybe Definitely things not. So have maybe changed things, for the better. Um, <laughs> maybe for some people it was harder. Yeah, for some, for everyone except 
Money. Candace Owens' favorite people, white men. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would have been out for a little bit. Would have been out point. for Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, hope that, I wonder I hope. if we've gotten any feedback. Probably... <laughs> Probably not good. Probably not great. <laughs> so, Driscoll Hotel, visit it whenever you're in Austin, Texas. It's still a beautiful Two hotel. haunted rooms. Yeah. Two of them. Two are haunted crazy. rooms. And the stairwell's haunted. And the stairwell's haunted. Because Driscoll's daughter broke her neck. Mm -hmm. um, I'll just tell that story yeah, real quick. Why, so, yeah, uh, part go. of what sent Driscoll down in a spiral, other than him already being somewhat prone to risk and reward, True. as you can tell, um, there was a night when... One of his daughters, or it was Sam Houston's daughter. It was Sam Houston's daughter was uh, staying in the Driscoll Hotel because as we just highlighted, it was the center for social, political, socialites. Sam Houston's daughter went outside of her room like in the middle of the night mm -hmm. to play with a bouncy ball. The bouncy ball. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not funny. But yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the image. Yeah. Mm, um, like cancel bouncing the ball. Yeah, yeah. The ball starts bouncing down the stairs. Sure. Goes after the ball. And then Sam Houston's daughter also bounced down the stairs. Right. And I don't know if you've ever seen anyone fall downstairs before, but mm -hmm. bouncy balls have an easier time. They and his daughter died on the stairwell because she broke her neck. Oh. So there's a picture of her on the stairwell. And it's said to this day mm -hmm. that if you go to the Jisco Hotel and you're going up and down the stairs quietly, you can hear like a bouncy ball and a girl yeah. laughing. Oh, wow. And if you stare at her picture that's on the wall for long enough, it'll like smile at you. Do you believe in ghosts? I believe in demons, so I kind of have to believe in ghosts, okay, I guess. Okay, fair enough. I don't worship demons. I believe demons right, exist. You, Not like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Sounds like we have a field trip. We have to... <laughs> Texas goes. Texas goes. All right. Hey, just Texas go hotel. If you want to let us uh, come highlight how scary your hotel is, let us do it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so our episode this week that came out mm -hmm. talked a little bit about politics, and yes. we've been trying to find ways to talk about Texas politics in Without a way... positioning ourselves as Texas political experts because we're not while still giving you some news but mostly entertainment entertainment and, and so, so we went to a, hit a storied version of what we're trying to do here yeah um, so we were like what better way to do this than sort of an snl style weekend update um absolutely. it'll be good for the video clip so if you're listening to this keep listening keep but then listening. go check out this first edition of the texas update you got your jokes out? Are you ready? I'm getting my jokes out. I'm so excited. Are you getting your jokes yeah, out? I, I'm going to pull them out to I'm, refer I want to make sure them. they're exactly right. I want to get them crisp. And we're going right. to do the like, okay. All right. Make you sure. ready? All right. Hold so on. like, I gotta, I'll, I'll do some theme music. Okay. Let's do a little. Welcome yeah. back to the Texas update. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Last week, Texans voted in incumbent governor, Governor Greg Abbott, seen here watching stem cells be wrung out of a fetus. In his acceptance speech, Governor Abbott, Abbott said for the next four years, he'll do his best to be nothing but handy. No cap. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Governor Abbott, Texans' second favorite cyclist, shocks the state by declaring war against its biggest enemy yet, stairs. <laughs> Loser Beto O'Rourke in his speech announcing his loss, seen here telling his mom that he'd rather ride his skateboard back home, Said he thought he was a shoo-in because he won over the Texas Latinx community. Said the Texas Latinx community. We're Mexican. <laughs> I really like that, Joel. Thanks. It's Thanks. fun. <clears throat> Many young Texans saw Beto, the new spokesperson for Saltine Crackers, as the hope Texas needed. So they did what all Zillennials do, made a big stink on the internet and stayed home. And that's a Texas update. And that's a Texas update. Oh, man. Yeah, you know. Um, How long have we been talking about doing like a Texas like a, update? Like update? For a while, because a we're bit. so fed up with how bad Colin Jost is on SNL. 
you know, Michael Che has won me over. Michael Che's won me He's over. He's hilarious. It's funny too because I, whenever he first got on uh, mm-hmm. as as that role, yeah, I did not like his joke his style, style, but it's gotten so much it's better, so clean. Well, and so he's crisp. one of the only people on SNL that makes fun of both sides, mm-hmm. which is something we he's love. A, he's also one of the only funny people on SNL. Yeah, truly, like one of the only funny people. And, on and I give Colin Jost his due. He is the head writer. Like that is a and I. But at it's this a point, what job, is so at this point, what is being a head writer on a TV show mean? It seems like all you have to do is be white, go to Harvard or Yale, and then say that you love black people. Like sure, that seems to I be. I don't know. It's, it's that's more of like a showrunner thing now. But yeah, I de- but you know uh, what? It, like it seems like most writers' rooms are full of a bunch of like white people who don't have any minority friends, but sure. then talk about how much they love minorities, right? Because they don't want to get canceled. Exactly. There's a there's a show. Uh, my friend Chris is on uh, on Hulu. You check it out if you want to. Nice. It's called Reboot. Okay. And it's all about rebooting an old TV show. And okay. they do a lot in the writer's room. Uh, and what what's unique about it, I think, is they have, you know, their young writer staff that the, mm-hmm. the main writer hired. And yeah. then the older writer brings his staff in. Okay. So you have a really cool dynamic. I like it. I written like out where you've yeah. got all this tension and conflict. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Anyway, so uh, stay tuned anyway. for more uh, segments of Texas Update. We've just been giddy about doing those I know, jokes. That's just, so it that's was fun to fun. do that segment. Like, um, <clears throat> Abbott did win. Um, I honestly was, I wasn't shocked, No, but I was like, I thought it would be closer. I really thought I too, but he really ran away with it. He well rolled away with it. Um, I did, uh, I, I <laughs> someone told me the other day, you know, if Abbott's going to roll over in his grave because of all the jokes y'all have made. And I was mm-hmm. like, he'd roll forward. Uh, if anything. Yeah. So <laughs> terrible thought. <clears throat> Cause everything else has been good. That's good, fair. good up to this point. If they bury him in his wheelchair, does he go wheels first? Or, do or wheels back up. Go well, back. Does he go wheels up? <laughs> <laughs> For the next four years, we'll find out we'll if it's wheels out. up. Anyway, um, as we said on last episode, mm-hmm. whoever wins, now we know who won. We yes. do hope that as Texans, we can we can support come together, other. support each other, work together. No matter what they're doing in that building here in Austin for the next four years, hopefully as citizens, we yeah. can do our part to come together. Remember that everybody, for the most part, is trying their best yes. with the perspective and the background they have. So, and we have to honor that, and hopefully, we can all respect each other as Texans moving forward. Because really, it's not about what they want for us; mm-hmm. it's about what we, we want, want for us. us. Exactly. So, don't ever forget that. Yeah, we so. actually do have the power. Exactly. And, and uh, now on to something that really matters: Yellowstone, Yellowstone season. Dude, this is a Yellowstone stand. Uh, podcast. Gotta get uh, the this is the unofficial up. Yellowstone podcast. Now that I don't care how much Paramount wants to sue me. Yes. We are get the right Yellowstone there. podcast. We are the Yellowstone podcast. Welcome to the Yellowstone podcast. As we said earlier, you know, I'm maybe Taylor Sheridan's third or fourth biggest fan in reality. Sure. But I'm so aggressively jealous of him. Of everything. Well, because of his jawline, mm-hmm. his writing style is really so nice. good. The way he's able to write dialogue is so beautiful and, and wonderful. Very poetic. He also makes me laugh, not because he's funny, but just everything about him just makes me laugh. Taylor Sheridan's like a caricature. You know? He really is. He's like, um, <laughs> he's like your crazy rancher uncle. Honestly, yeah, yeah. He's like the he's like the team. rancher who was a middle school football coach yeah. in his first career and just decided he wanted to be alone, but also loves people. Also, loves super people. fun. Um, season six, five, five came out. We've got the first two episodes. Got the first two episodes out. What are your thoughts initially just on the first two episodes? Sure. What are your predictions? I just want to hear where you're at. Let's catch everybody up real quick. Seasons one through four, a lot of stuff happens. (laughs) Seasons one through four, you've got to watch them to... And real quick, spoilers. Yeah. 
No, spoilers okay. are going to happen. Spoilers. If you haven't watched, that's your fault. It is. Yeah. But but at this point, we're going to be talking about things that happen in, you know, season one, two, three, four, all the way up through five. Yeah. Into and episodes one and this two. This is your last chance to turn off the to podcast. To pause, go watch Yellowstone, catch up, come back. Okay. I feel like we've, we've, we've cleared established. that. Yeah. yeah. It's so, also just really, it's funny to think that people, of all the things we've said. Yeah people will probably get most mad at us for spoiling, for spoiling stuff from something, Yellowstone, maybe. which shows what we really care about in this world. You know what? If, if that happens, it means we made it. Yeah, all right. Anyway, I'll okay, celebrate. so yeah, yeah. just let, let's, let's, kick, let's kick it off. All right, let's kick it off. So end of season four, right? Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of different things in play. Yeah. Casey's just come off of his, his little spirit quest. I saw the end of us. He did. He saw the end of us. Which we didn't know uh, really what that got, meant. You've got um, Dutton running for governor instead of yep. son. Yep. Uh, son. Son. You've yeah. got you've got the son having committed murder, murder for the satricide time. for the yeah. second time and Just. getting getting caught for the. He's really bad at murder. He's bad at, uh, of all Dude, the people. Jamie's so bad at murder. Yeah. For and everyone else is so good so at it. Smart. Like Casey's just like two in the chest, one in the head, right? At all times. And then that person disappears forever. Yeah. Whereas he's just like, I did it in public. I know. It, yeah. It's like, hey, uh, Jamie, when do you, when do you think you're gonna kill your dad? Well, you know what? Uh, we go to Starbucks every morning. I figured yeah. I would let him. I get figured his broad daylight. Just like you know, parking lot. Yeah, well, that's the other funny part is, you know, in the shots mm -hmm. in season four where he's buying the ranch mm -hmm. and the river that his dad is sitting by when he kills him. Yeah. In the shot that's from the other side of that, the road is right It's there. right there. Like, it's like creek road. Anybody could drive by and So see. he just shot his dad without a silencer on the pistol in broad, in daylight. broad daylight right by a highway. And that's a really good scene. Yeah, it is. I actually really love that scene. Uh, if I wish he would have shot his naggy baby mama while he was at it, but oh well. So many people he could have shot that would have been great. Yeah, but he and had so many people dead. he didn't. Yes, exactly. Well, I just know because now season five is uh, right. That's the other part that Taylor Sheridan has to work on here is like, hey, man, she showed up with a kid. Yeah. And then he held him. And, and now she's no, and now she's not. Like, so where's the kid? What's going on? Where, so she's going to show up, and the kid's going to be this tall it's now. Be, and speaking of kids that tall, yeah. so so Rip <laughs> and Beth kind of adopt that that stray, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, start end of season four, he's maybe four foot five and he's, like he's a hundred fifty pounds, like a kid. Start of season five, yeah. Puberty, Carter, puberty has hit this child. Yeah, like it's a very clear truck. that Taylor Sheridan and Paramount Network have no idea, have no how, idea how, how to, to handle children. child actors, dude. Like clearly, because, and that, that this was my favorite scene of the entire two episodes from season five is when Carter walks up and uh, Kevin, what is what is that guy's name? The guy who plays John Dutton. Uh, oh yeah, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Like his. I like, was like, what? they literally had me and Jenny were talking about. It, they had to write into the script Carter saying it's Carter. Yeah, because they knew because he looks so dead. Everyone watching is going to be like, "Who's that?" Why'd they recast? How did he go from twelve <laughs> to sixteen over the course of the past? Two it's actually it's actually nuts. It's like, pretty it wild. Is, I mean, shout out to the. I hey, mean, shout out. Talk about a glow up, dude. Can I? Can, so, quick aside, you and I never really had that. Well, we had it from fourth grade to fifth grade, sure, but it wasn't quick like that. It, no. we, we never had a year where one year we were five foot two, and the yeah. next year we were six feet tall. Yeah. That never had. We kind of steadily grew yeah. and then stopped around the end of middle school. Yeah. Right? Pretty much. Wrong. I've been the same height and shoe size. Since I was 14. Since I was like 13. Yeah. Whereas, you know, these Not kids, a lot's changed, guys. Yeah. Anyway, so Carter. Anyway, so Carter. Shot up. Massive. <laughs> so a grew, lot of. I love that. Is, if you grow a beard, you're fired. Yeah, exactly. So good. <laughs> Such a good line. So good. I love, I love crotchety Costner. It's He's, great. It's so nice. As he gets older, the character. I love the character better. decision of John Dutton always being like. Right? He's like always just well, kind of like. Yeah, it's just he, great. He reminds me of Jackie. 
a lot like yeah. our, 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 our neighbor, our good, yeah. good friend, Red, uh, Red Jackie yeah. Gillespie, shouts out. Shout out. Um, so that's Carter. Um, anyway, uh, right. season four, uh, Jamie shoots his dad. Beth, of course. Of course. Catches him and she's like, I own you. And um, I think she said some version of that yeah. every single season. Uh, yeah, every every season. Am at I least why she's like, I own you. I just right. her and her cleft lip, just always like going after people. Yeah. So also, uh, I don't know if you've noticed this season, her accent is slipping a little bit. She can't keep it. So I'm. It was what accent is that well, by the way? So on. So she's British. Uh, is she really? Yeah. yeah. Like she's from Britain. Yeah. Like she, she's like, like she's from, like London. from London. Really? So yeah, yeah. But what uh, accent is she doing? So she, I even remember in season one, episode one, yeah. she has a by the road. Like there's a weird what. So she, she seems to have some type of. Spe- I haven't looked into it deeply, yeah. but she seems like maybe she had a speech impediment at some point. Yeah. Um. Sound. It sounds like it could have been that. Yeah. And she's also. Uh. Man, I hope I'm right about this. Uh. Probably anyway. not. Um, but it seems as though she's struggling to maintain just like a neutral American accent. Yeah. And she tends toward a little Southern. Yeah. But I think they're all like guys were in Montana. They don't talk like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, so, yeah, they're cowboys, but they ain't cowboys. Uh, yeah, they're not There's like, a reason when Teeter comes, they're like, what is she saying? Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, what I language love, she speaking? I love that when Rip's like, no, she's from no, Texas. She's from Texas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so predictions, what's going on, right? We yeah. kind of set some characters yeah. up. Governor, Jamie... Dutton wants the airport off the land and Clearly. is trying his best to cancel that project. Yeah. So he chooses to go in as governor yeah. and work that angle, Yep. which forces Jamie out of the office, creating tension between them. Yes. Casey ends up in a precarious position uh-huh. where he has a family emergency. Yes. And I don't know if you remember me talking about this, but based on how the audience receives his wife's character, yeah. I said they're either going, they're going to have to either kill her Yep. Or maim her in some way. And they went maim. And they maimed her. Which they've done almost every Pretty much season. every season. Like, she's so pitiful. She's been beaten so many times. Which kind of makes me mad, because I'm like, there, personally, well, there's an angle on her character that she's yeah. a strong, independent... Well, remember, they tried. They tried. They tried, and it just, I guess, the audience didn't like it. I liked the writers it. Didn't like, like it. I also... You know, her as the professor just yeah. going at kids. That's, and, that was great. Her sternness is great, but then she's like her momness. Yeah, it's weird. Hyper nurturing uh, in a weird way, and also Tate like did Tate's it. a weird character. Tate, like poor kid, man. Poor kid. Because I, no, no, also glow up. He's yeah. gonna be a handsome kid. Like, well, yeah, he's, yeah. But his, I mean, I feel bad that he's having to, like, his voice what? is having to crack right. in front of in America. That sucks. I hope they're comping him for that. In a weird way, it helps the. Character. And again, Sheridan right. clearly doesn't know how to write for like. And I, I feel bad because the kid was tasked with an impossible job. Yeah. He has to play a child who was abused and probably raped by white nationalists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that subtly, trauma, right? Like that part was right. like, and like that was, that was implied, yeah. but they never talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it's on him to portray that as the character. It, it's on him to portray a level a of level PTSD, PTSD that I don't know. That only like, Women who have been fair. sold, children yeah. who have been sold into sex trafficking, though. So I, in no way would I be like, you're a bad actor. No, I think no, he's a think good he's actor. Great. I, I just think that that character's so hard to play. Yeah. That there are, there are instances where they're writing scenes for him mm-hmm. and it's tough to navigate. Well, and then they also are, cl- it's clear they've taken Tate mm-hmm. and uh, Casey's wife mm-hmm. and just sort of been like, y'all We're are going to be in over here. the house. Mm-hmm. And that's just your life. It's almost like he bought the house so the writers could stop worrying about them. Honestly. Like, yeah. honestly. Which I, I do think Casey's wife could play a different role in Agreed. the whole story. That and I they think she didn't. might. 
And maybe there was a version of the script that just didn't work. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, there, uh, there are so many. She people. gets maimed. She so they ten she's minutes pregnant. Um, yeah, there there she goes into labor. Case is away on on yeah. case, and mm-hmm. she has to drive herself to the hospital yep. rather than letting her fourteen year old drive. Um, again, that again, hole, that hole, 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 hole little holes, little hole. Obviously, it's it's Yellowstone, so she gets in a massive wreck. Yeah, loses the baby. Ted Cruz was licking his chops at that scene, and uh, loses the baby. Unfortunately, I'm just going to try and talk through that joke. Yeah, that was, <laughs> um, that was fun. Thank you. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it, massive traumatic event. For yeah, the entire. And again, I just don't like that the character of Tate could play a again a strong kid who sort of overcomes the yes. PTSD. And he's just a worrisome, pitiful kid. Yeah. Anyway, but that's happening in the Casey household. Yes. Meanwhile, he's arresting horse thieves mm-hmm. and, and doing his thing with the doing land agency. The, land yeah. the end of those two episodes, finally, she asked him, like, you saw the end of us. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeah. Because we've all been wondering, what did that mean? Is it the end of him and her? And Is he, the end? He gives us a little hint. He doesn't give us all of it. What do you think it means? I think it meant that what he saw is what would happen if he decided to be John. Yeah. If he decided to go to the Dutton Ranch and take over the ranch, yeah, it would be the end of like him and her. Mm-hmm. It would be the end of the Dutton family. Yeah, and because so, he says something to the effect of like, "What I saw, like I saw the end of us, and yeah. what I would have to do to do that, I will not do." Here's the angle I see happening that they mm-hmm. haven't broken into fully yet. Yeah, but they're really setting it up. Um, yeah. with Dutton's character, mm-hmm. the amount of times he talks about the land and yeah. the, his family owning it and it's their land and mm-hmm. it's Montana, it's Montana's for the people who live yeah. here. They are setting this up for a native conflict. Yeah, for sure. The biggest, one. well, cause they have to bring it back they have to bring it back. Cause around. it started with that yeah, in yeah. season one and they got to bring us on. And rainwater back. has been sort of dancing or like they've had rainwater and Moe sort of dancing on the periphery. And this is fully coming to, Oh yeah. It's gonna it's kind of start the way it ended, right? And you notice they've they've introduced um, angry hot girl number five or whatever, yeah, whatever we're on <laughs> number at this point. five, yeah, who's uh, also gonna sleep with Jamie, who's also gonna clearly sleep with Jamie, like, uh, as a manipulation, yeah. And that'll be interesting to see because I I feel like she ends up partnering with the natives on this. I do, I way. well because I think the other the native uh, mean chick who does look like Satan. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna get together somehow and, yeah. and work something There's out. Be something going on. They're gonna come. To, them and Market Equities are gonna come together. Like the Natives, Market Equities. And they're gonna position. And Rainwater like is gonna think he's gonna be controlling that, but it's gonna be like the three women on the Market Equities side that are controlling that. That's gonna come to a head for yeah. sure. Beth, let's get to Beth. Let's she to needs Beth. to die. And I mean that for she, her. She deserves, she needs to. Like, she let needs that let that rest. woman rest. It's holy it, cow. Holy cow. Just, she, how many times has she been exploded at <laughs> She's been burned, literally. Literally. So many times. Clearly, she can't be happy. Like, Clearly. I think the ethos of her character is there's a level of for evil everything. that cannot be satisfied. Mm-hmm. She has to die. And it's interesting because that that actress, I think, is playing the version they want. Oh, she's it, it nailing is. it. She's nailing it. And it is so intensely uncomfortable to watch yep. in the most fun way. Yeah. But it does make it. She's the character you love to hate. Right? Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, she's brought us from you love to hate. You hate to hate her to love to hate her to love to love her back to you love almost like her, hate loving, loving her. her. Yeah. Because you do feel for her. Yeah. She so clearly wants stability and happiness. Yeah. And so clearly has been messed up by her family. Yep. And this this comes to like kind of the point that I've always looked at this. They're the lens I've always looked at Yellowstone through. Yeah. 
it's the Godfather on a ranch. Yeah. Well, and hasn't Taylor Sheridan said that? I think he like, said that. Something yeah. like, this is, uh, the, this Godfather. is the Godfather on yeah. a ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, he must have said that. Yeah. There's no way. I, anyway. Uh, like, and they are positioning, Jamie is clearly the um, Fredo character. Yeah. Case is clearly uh, Al Pacino's character. <laughs> yeah. They've really, he's done, he's exactly positioned it that yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Beth needs to die. Beth needs to for die. For her own good. For It'll her tear her. Rip apart. Sure. But I think he can like, I think because be they've gotten married, I do think Rip can live without her in a way. Like mm-hmm. he already has. He already has. Exactly. So I did love the scene where she had the dream about how horrible she was and mm-hmm. apologized. That was nice. It was nice to hear Beth apologize. It also made it clear this is a fictional world because no, it, no yeah. one would ever actually apologize for that. Um, <laughs> I'm funny. You're funny. Um, like anyway, so Not Beth needs to die. Casual misogyny. <laughs> I, it was a joke. I, I take it back. So was that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Jokes. Um, but Beth does make man canceled again. Seth Beth makes me understand the people in that world, in that fictional world. I'm like, yeah, I get why you tried to blow her up. I, yeah, I get it. I, I get, get it. it. Yeah. I, no, no harm. No, foul. no harm. No foul. Um, so, and you know, I, it's clear. We're also making the bunkhouse just fun. Just fun. I think we're done with the like, so conflict the, the bunkhouse lines. has become side quests. Yeah. You know, they, they're like, all right, these cannot be part of the main no, trope anymore. Not at all. Uh, Ryan Bingham was fun, but uh, I think we're kind of over You just it. made me an accessory to murder rip. <laughs> That's just side note. I love how clear it is that Taylor Sheridan just wants to highlight his favorite musicians. Yeah. Like, no shame. I like just, it. Just, you know, we're, we're at the governor's ball. Thanks, guys. We're Shane Smith and the Saints. <laughs> like, okay, Taylor, we get it. Thanks, you Taylor. like Shane Smith and the Saints. Thanks for the rodeo porn. Can we get back to, can we just get back to the story? I feel like, Taylor Sheridan's ideal life would just be shooting rodeos. Probably. You know? Like his ideal clearly Taylor Sheridan wants to create music videos that are based in rodeo land. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, season one, it was very it was the story. Season two, it was like, here's some longer shots of Whiskey Myers. Right. Season three, it was like, okay, Ryan Bingham's gonna play more songs now. And it's gotten to where like we have 10 minutes of just cut horsing and music. Mm-hmm. Which is why people love Yellowstone. I don't. I'm like, can we get back to the story, please? Here's the thing. I promise you, part of the reason viewership is so high, part of the reason people love it so much is they get people that are dumb. light little, like, fun. Yeah. And and the, and I do have to say, just the skilled horsemanship and mm-hmm. animal wrangling going on, because they're using all live animals yeah. while they're filming this, which is the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because, as you now know... <laughs> Shooting things is very difficult. It's yeah. We'll get back to that in the next. A lot of time. A lot of time. And uh, so much people. If you do one thing different, you got to do it again. Yep. So it's it's a. Anyway, I'm just waiting for the episode in season eight when it's like the entire CMT Music Awards are Mm -hmm. in an episode of Yellowstone. Like it's four hours of that because that's where we're going. What I feel is that Yellowstone has become for Sheridan and Paramount this this behemoth that can't die. Yeah. And I think this actually this show should have ended after maybe three or four seasons for sure. For like a real full story with a yeah. good arc. But, but now it's become such a juggernaut that they mm-hmm. just got to keep pushing. So what they're going to do <laughs> is just cycle in hot, angry women to kill yeah. off uh-huh. and or bring in outside characters yep. that to kill off, to kill off that cause problems, They cause problems, but not enough that John Dutton can't solve them. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I think Yellowstone ends when Kevin Yellowstone Costner just like gets actually tired. dies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yellowstone is definitely like the redneck Grey's Anatomy at this point. Yes. And we love it. That is the best way I've ever heard it's, it described. So, thank you. I, yeah. I thought of it I while like your time. I was like, yeah, I'll yeah. say it. Red, um, redneck Grey's Anatomy. So, all right. 
we're kind of talking in circles. Yeah, we're, let's let's we like, let's land the plane. This is clear that we like the show. We love I love uh, the show, and, and I love that, Taylor Sheridan, and that we're uh, such huge fans of the world that Taylor's created. What are your predictions? Let's just do predictions, and we'll we'll, and we'll, we'll wrap, wrap it up. Yeah, 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 for sure. Let's land this plane. <laughs> I like I like. The, yeah, let's bring it. the horse to a stop. Let's bring the horse to a stop. <laughs> let's circle the wagons. <laughs> there we go. All right, predictions. Um, how do we want to do this? By character or by event? Um, character slash storyline. Like where we, we saw where the story where started and where's like it going? It. I like it. And who dies along the way? That's kind of fair how enough. Do it. The way I see it, there's three main storylines. Yeah. You've got the political Dutton mm-hmm. storyline where they're fighting with uh the the um what's the name? Market the, equities. Market equity. Yeah. They're fighting market equ- equities over their land. Yeah. You've got the sub story with Casey mm-hmm. and all the stuff going on in his life that yeah. sort of relates to that. Like fight. the land management, the land side management of it. aspect yeah. and all of that stock agent. And then right below that. So that's B story. You've got C story, which is yeah. everything going on in the bunkhouse and or around the ranch. Yeah. Right. That's kind of like rip storyline. That's kind of like anything we hear from Forey. You know, yeah. All of those, the things. inevitable Lloyd and Ryan little, sc- maybe a little scuffle there. Maybe. Yeah. Um, although after that big one, I don't know if we see it again. Like, or something, some banter, something will happen. I actually there. think they bring in somebody new to the bunkhouse that they beat the crap out of. Right. It causes some type of problem. Yeah. Then Jimmy because is going to show up. Jimmy is going to show up for an episode Jimmy's and be like, "I'm a cowboy now." What's going to happen is Jimmy's going to. Sh- okay. Prediction. We're going to go C to A. Okay. C storyline. Jimmy's going to show up with a new person. That new person is going to stay at Yellowstone. Jimmy's going to show up with the four sixes version of, version Jimmy, of Jimmy from season exactly. one and We're leave him at the end. exchange program. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Spot. I think that's going to yeah. happen. Okay. I think that's going to happen. I believe that um, Rip and the kid are mm-hmm. going to have a large arc during this. Yeah. I think we're going to see that kid go from, you know, uh, scared to confident. Mm-hmm. He's going to go from Jamie to Casey. Exactly. We're going to see him flip from who Rip was as a scared child to who Rip is now. Yeah. And we're going to see that relationship. And Rip might be the crap out of this kid. And he might be the crap. And he'll swing back more than once. Him swinging back is going to be the the climate. They're going to get in a fight. And whenever the kid swings and hits him with his broken arm. Yeah, that's going to be the that that's going to be like, all right, that C storyline. You know, you've got some stuff with wolves going on. So they're going to fight. Yeah, that that part was just like, okay, I guess we have a they're like, we need more stuff for the clearly someone named Taylor Sheridan has a problem with the wolves thing in Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah, because we've now rented because we've now rented. Yeah, anyway, so. The, the the wolf thing is whatever that's just gonna that'll end by on. episode but five the main arc is with the kid yeah B storyline mm-hmm. with Casey and all of that going yeah, all on. of that all of that yeah uh, I believe that Casey breaks from his family yep in a dramatic fashion mm-hmm. and starts to build a native resistance yep and well because him breaking from his family implies mm-hmm. that he is on the native side yes yeah. so I, I see him building up a resistance to mm-hmm. Uh, the land grab yeah from the native perspective yeah and I actually think that's what's going to save mm-hmm. the Yellowstone Ranch at the end of the season yeah somehow those actions somehow. yeah all right a storyline mm-hmm. this is you know Jamie this is big boy Dutton this is Beth these yeah. are the main three mm-hmm. characters that clearly like to see yeah. circle around mm-hmm. each other former You're, governor is going to come mm-hmm. in and as John's D at some point but yeah but we know that's happening yeah that's going to happen off screen yeah <laughs> Big A storyline, their goal is to turn back the private equity firm yeah. and keep their land. Yeah. What you're going to see happen is Jamie's going to have a moment where he can either flip mm-hmm. and join private equity or or choose the family. Yeah. He's going to choose the family, mm-hmm. but he's going to do it in such a way that it makes Beth murder him. 
in some in some way. Not yeah. maybe not literally because mm-hmm. I think we have to keep him around. Yeah, but she is exactly. going to do something that burns the bridge and forces him after saving the ranch mm-hmm. to private equities anyway. Yeah, setting up season six conflict. I like it. Okay, Dutton keeps his governorship mm-hmm. somehow, <laughs> somehow, somehow. Yeah, and Beth manages to turn the people of Montana against him. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Beth. Those is are my. Gonna, those are my predictions. Beth is going to little some, loose, but Beth is yeah. going to shoot herself in the foot. Yeah, like this evil well, can only clearly work. somebody else will shoot her in the foot. Yeah, but clearly. I like it. I like all those mm-hmm. predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm on the same page with the C storyline. Yeah. Like, right? Jimmy's going to show up with the other version of him, and they're going to take him under his wing. Yeah. Carter and that kid are probably going to have some conflict, sure. which is going to cause Rip to be pissed at Carter. Yes. They're going to fight. Yeah. Carter's going to swing back. You're my son now. You're gonna, yeah. That's what's going to happen. Finally respect. Yeah, finally respect. I'm flipping the A storyline. Mm-hmm. Jamie's going to murder Beth. Mm. Yeah. He's going to say he is going to choose the family, but he's going to do what Jamie has done every other season Yeah. and have that. He's going to do the thing where he kills somebody yeah. out of emotion yeah. and he's sad about it. And it's going to be bad. John's going to catch him trying to bury the body. Probably. That's that's how I would write that. Like, but so J- Jamie is going to kill Beth. Mm-hmm. And what, but here's that. again, whole the thing that I hate about him murdering people and then holding it against him is like, you guys have killed so many, so people many people for no in season one. For you basically kill, no you kill the mean cowboy and drop him at the, the train station. And it's like, you're cool with it. Yeah. He kills his dad for trying to kill you guys, and you're like, now we hold it against. It's it's yeah. a weird like he's doing what you've raised him to do. Yep, and you're mad at him, and you're mad at him for it. So I think we might have. And a you're re- surprised when you don't give him what you said you would. Yeah, that he resents it. Yeah, it's a it's a weird. They've kind of convoluted that storyline yeah. anyway. I'm seeing some Romeo and Juliet stuff. Mm-hmm. He's gonna kill her and then kill himself in front of John. Murder suicide. And cool. season five ends with John having to deal with the fact that everything is his fault. Hmm. That's a better story. So I, it's probably not gonna be I what don't they think write. They have the balls to do that. Because, I wish they did. Because that limits seasons for sure. But I, I, I'm gonna trust Taylor Sheridan to see he has two options. Let this be the redneck mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy, yeah, which we would all still watch and have sure. fun, or land the plane. Like, make John Dutton confront the fact that this is all on him. Right. Let it fall apart and show that. And season six is all going to be the resolution. I guess it depends on the ethos of Yellowstone. Because the entire show is about maintaining the purity of a thing. Yeah. That's what the show is about. Yeah. Well, it's it, about, it, it is about the fight to maintain something. Yeah. And that's why we love it. And it has real life implications. You know, part part of why we appreciate Taylor Sheridan is he's highlighting lifestyles and work and Mm -hmm. businesses and cultures within the South and within more of the ranching community that could die. And and Yellowstone probably probably will. And Yellowstone is is sort of his way of fighting against that and making sure that we have an appreciation for part of our American culture. Mm That is founded in the ranchers and the cattlemen and the cowboys and and the things that we romanticize that have a real side to them. Taylor Sheridan for president. I would vote. I would Taylor Sheridan for governor. You know, why not? He would say he hates being governor the whole time, but at least he would do his job. Absolutely. Um, anyway, those are our Yellowstone predictions. Write in yours. Let us know what you think. Let about us know what the you new think. Season of Yellowstone. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you love to hate it? Do you love to hate it? Um, and How do you feel about Beth? <laughs> Gosh, that's the question of the day. It's the most confusing. Um, I love mom's had. shirt that says "Love me the way that Rip loves Beth." 
Great shirt. She's great. Um, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. If you're listening, make sure you go to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We got clips there. Instagram at Texas pod clips are there. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all you guys. Make sure you watch Yellowstone written directed by Taylor Sheridan. Bye y'all. Bye,